Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. not here right now he's still at work so i'm gonna bless him mike shope and the bulldog i'm gonna see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me we've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire i'm gonna set up the speaker and I'm going to listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it, and I like his aggressiveness on it. And the Bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mobile rapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need a spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. Ugh. I, I, I hardly even want to start talking. Last night was so utterly depressing. What a, what a, what a, what a horrific, what a horrific outing for the hometown hockey team we had last evening. Ten to four, ten to four, ten, ten goals. Were you trying? Holy cow! What a brutal night to watch <laughs> to watch the Sabers, especially considering the stakes hey good afternoon i am the bulldog well don't worry spirits will lift as we go this is uh you know supposed to be a an enjoyable exercise but man i I, i'm it it strikes me uh you know personally i know for those of you in the audience i mean you're you're hopefully just here you know day to day uh in and out whenever uh, intermittently and so you're not like keeping a scorecard uh but it, it 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 was just two weeks ago that I was sitting here on a on a snowy Friday afternoon, uh, energized to like pre Sabers drought levels of excitement by the win they'd had in overtime the night before in Tampa, Labushkin, all the all the fun that that game was, uh, you know the refs. It was just it was a fun. You know I I spent the most of that day by myself. Mike had that day off as he does have today. Uh, and Nate Geary is ill. He was supposed to join me today, but he's under the weather. So uh, just myself and Zach Jones and Joe Kelly were hanging out uh, here today. And you know, we'll bring Zach in here and, and make him a part of the, the, the show here because he's got help there with uh, with Joe Kelly producing uh, the program. And I was so energized just two weeks ago. And, you know, I know there's a lot of hockey games between then and 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 now. And it hasn't gone real well. I mean, it just obviously has not gone. You just heard Joe say it. Five out of six. They've dropped now three in a row. 
and just a, a huge thud. I, I, I know that, you know, you just heard Granado say it. You know, a loss is a loss. I think what he's telling you there is, you know, this doesn't count double uh, in the standings. Just like if you win 10-4, to 4, it doesn't get you more than two points in the standings. Um, but, man, I, there there is one disturbing trend with this team that I want to talk about here at the outset. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to that in, in, in just a moment. Um, just to, to give you the lay of the land here, um, Jason Moser, who runs a gambling-centric site called Puck Luck, uh, has become a very good resource if you're you know, you know, active on FanDuel or whatever your gambling app of choice is. Um, you know, just giving you, you know, best bets, even like starting lineups, injury news, starting goaltenders, which can be important if you're, um, you know, putting together a plan for uh, an evening of NHL wagering. He tweeted just a little while ago, and I retweeted uh, this information. Here's some, here's some, here's some facts for you. Okay, uh, here's what Jason tweets: with the playoff points cutoff now projected at 94. Okay, that that's projected. It could change. There could be some variance, but, you know, so, you know, how, you know, that's a fact for right now. It could change. The Sabres would need, if if indeed the cutoff is 94 points, the Sabres would need to win, wait for it, 13 of their remaining 18 games to reach 94 points. Or, you know, you want to look for loser points along the way, a 72% point percentage in these last 18 games. Um, I'm, I'm not prepared, Jason, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the work. He lists the opponents. I'm not going to read them off to you, uh, and try to pick out where the Sabres could get those 13 wins in 18 games. I just can't imagine them putting together that kind of a stretch. I mean, it it would need, you know, a couple, uh, of, you know, win five out of six type stretches without the gaps in between of losing five out of six like they're mired in right now. So, you know, as much as we have not wanted to uh, declare the chase for a wild card playoff spot in the Eastern Conference of the NHL this year over, uh, and I, I it still is not appropriate to say it's over, Boy, that's a tough hill to climb. I think that is just a very, very big ask uh, for this group, considering where they're at and how they look right now. And I, I know from night to night, they can give you, you know, a, ve- a very, a very different look. You know, they haven't been, you know, necessarily all terrible in this stretch. I mean, I, I kind of liked them against Edmonton. They just couldn't score. Um, you know, they, they probably got screwed on Long Island, but it's not like they deserved a better fate. They didn't have a good night. And last night was just a, just a disaster. All all kinds of questions to ask. How in the world does a team with three goalies that they're rotating leave a guy in to give up ten goals? <laughs> How does that even happen? I know there's there's an explanation within that. Granado talked about it last night, unprompted. He was never even asked. I could not believe that he wasn't asked. But he, he towards the end of his uh, media scrum last night. Uh, he just sort of volunteered, you know, that the game got to five to three in the third period, and you know we had thought about making a move on Comrie earlier in the game, but now it's it's five three, and maybe we've got some life. And then the next thing you know, like oh, over the ensuing, I think it's eleven minutes or so, uh, <laughs> the bottom just completely fell out. I mean, I'm I'm chuckling here, um, 
In part because, look, I'm 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 bummed out about where they are as far as the standings go right now. Um, but I'm I'm still it, despite how disappointing last night is, and and we'll see. Maybe we can together um, sort of flesh out how much concern there should be about what I am about to raise as as my as my my issue, my troubling trend uh, with this team, uh, but. You know, I, I was into this a little bit on Twitter last night, too. And, you know, that can be a tough place to try to um, to be positive when the hockey team has just lost 10-4. to 4. <laughs> But, like, you know, I, I get a lot of, you know, oh, yo, it's always the same. You guys are carrying water for the team. And, you know, it's been 11 years. It's going on 12. This is terrible. Ownership change. Like, you know, the usual sort of grab bag of, um, you know, hot takes and aggravation that, you know, manifests itself in, in various ways. And um, so I'm, I'm sort of sifting through that in, in, in last night and in, in trying to respond um, uh, you know, to a few and to say, like, look, big picture, I, I'm, I'm still good over here. Like, I, I am. I, I, I believe in a lot of what is going on here. And the inexperience they've got on this team will get you some, you know, uneven efforts and crooked results. And I think, you know, we just got to kind of learn to, to, to live through that. And also sort of process and deal with maybe the air coming out of the Sabres ending the playoff drought balloon that we've all been sort of, you know, bopping around, if you will, like a beach ball at a concert. Like, just trying to, don't let it hit the ground! Don't let it hit the ground! I don't know. We, we need, it's like a diving volleyball save-the-point attempt now to keep the beach ball in the air right now, it feels like to me, because, you know, those numbers from, uh, again, from Jason Moser, 72% point percentage, 13 out of 18 wins uh, down the stretch here. Just, that just does not seem really likely for even maybe, you know, a much more accomplished, much more veteran, much more dependable NHL team, uh, let alone uh, this group right now uh, that has had, you know, just a just a tough a tough stretch. As I said, just two weeks ago we were, you know, talking about getting into the playoff spot and you know, here we are and it just feels it just feels really tough. One other note from Jason, by the way, again, puckluck.com. Uh, I you know highly recommend it. You know, being something you have saved in your browser. Uh, he followed up the tweet about the points percentage and winning 13 of 18 to get to the projected playoff cut line of 94 points. <laughs> he followed that tweet up with, for what it's worth, I ran 330,000 season simulations today for puckluck.com, and the Sabres made the playoffs minus 1% of the time. <laughs> so, look, you know, again, that, that target can be moving depending on results around you, but, you know, there's a lot of traffic now between the Sabres and the Islanders and the Penguins. They still have some games in hand on the Islanders and, and I guess to an extent control their destiny with the Islanders if they were to sweep them they've got one you know or sweep them they've got one more game left with them and the three games in hand so like conceivably they could catch the islanders um you know if the Islanders just sort of stand still but the lead they have um and the form the sabers are in it just makes it makes it hard here's here's my concern and, and zach you can you can maybe chime in here if you're if you're available and willing to 
I, I think it's it's not just the performances at home that have me worried. Because, um, again, you know, young team, um, you know, the pressure. Like, there's, there's a lot of variables and a lot of things that I think these guys, at least at this level, have not been through before. And hopefully they just need to sort of work their way through that. But what what I what I am so I mean that's a concern and it's a valid one and if you are carrying that around uh, I I'm I'm not here to argue with you um, I, I just feel like that will sort of work itself out over time and you know by next year when everybody on this team is another well 18 games from this season and however far we get into next year um, you know it's more experience I think will help them find you know, some semblance of, if not their best game night to night, something approximating it. Because right now there's just so much variance between them on their game and not on their game that it, it just it can be hard to watch at times. So, look, I, I, I buy that as a concern. But my, my bigger issue here in the last week or so, I guess going back to the Boston game, which was, what was that, last Thursday night? Um and last night, I've got, I mean, Paul said it. I, I wasn't on the air for the Boston game. I watched most of it from Costa Rica because I'm a psycho. That's how I am. And Paul said it. Like, they just they just quit. Like, I asked him, how hard do you want to be on Lukanen for Thursday? You know, seven goals, five of them scored with him in the net. And Paul said, really, not much at all because you had a 3-1 game, 3 nothing game, and – you know, the goalie, the goalie out, got a couple goals, and then he goes back and gives up a couple more goals, and the team sort of quit, or maybe just flat out quit, not sort of, just quit around him. And, boy, last night, it is hard to avoid using that way to describe what happened in the final 10, 11 minutes of that hockey game. I mean, they just, I mean, you listen, goaltending is an issue for this team. There's no question about it. But you do not just leave your guy in a shooting gallery like that and that is you know two times in in a week that they just i don't stop stopped i don't want to say stopped caring but i don't know maybe that's right they just didn't have it in them to to dig in and try to you know make the best of it i'm not saying like get momentum for the next game by winning the last 10 minutes or anything but like how about you don't just keep giving up breakaways and two-on-os and unchecked one-timers to allow the score to get completely embarrassing. Um, That is troubling because I think at any level of hockey, you should have, especially on a team like this one that describes itself proudly as being really tight-knit, right? The chemistry's great. The vibes are really good. How in the world do you do that to your goalie? How do you just leave him there like that? Again, I know he was not good. I mean, 10 goals went in. Okay, so Comrie did not have a good night. I'm not defending his performance. But what he faced in the last 10 or 11 minutes of that game just should not happen. That should not happen in junior hockey. That should not happen in high school hockey. This is the NHL. Uh, That was embarrassing. And that that worries me because – that's twice in a week you had that same sort of thing happen. And I find that I find that kind of troubling, man. Like that that just should not should not happen. Uh, again, you know, Zach, especially on a team that is so tight like this one, you know, appears to be. 
Well, and they talk about that quite a lot as well, that it's not – it's not, I guess, for show or for the cameras or whatever. Like, they really do talk about this group being, wanting to be together. Adams got, not emotional, but a, got very close on trade deadline day talking about the group he has. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think the worst part for me, too, is because you're right. Like, it can't happen at any level. I don't care if you're five years old or 25 years old. Like, that should just never happen. You're in the middle of a playoff race. And now we're having games where it's a very, very close race. It, it's exciting. Fans are involved. And... It's the first time in a while, and they're like down like two or three goals late in the second, even, and it, the defensive structure just falls apart. You, you got you have guys. It, it looks like just not putting in a hundred percent of an effort, and then when you add on the bad goaltending, it just it's just this snowball effect that they could stop a little bit. Like there, there's only so far I think they could go because of the bad goaltending. Because I do still think they need help on the defensive side of the puck, but it's just they're allowing it to get as bad as it does. And and it's this week as well, but it could even go back to the first game out of the All-Star break with Calgary at home where they just mm-hmm. got shelled. And the goaltending needs to make a save at time, all three guys. But at a certain point, like guys, you got to help your guy out there, especially, like you said, like they talk about how often and how much they are such a close group. There are times on the ice it looks like and goes, Ah, but are like you guys leaving a few of those people out there? Like, are are some of them not really your friends? Like, what's going right. on here? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you you could watch last night's game, and I am not at all trying to start something, but like they played the third period, like they hate Comrie, and and like I don't, that, that guy, I don't, I'm not here to assert that that's an actual thing, but that's how it looks when you put forth that kind of an effort. Um, it, it just leaving him out there like that is is just sort of stunning. I mean, I. I I would have never let him myself. I mean, I, I do sort of – I understand what Granado is talking about when he says, you know, there, there was a point there where it's, you know, it's a game again, so you're not going to make a move then. And then once you're into, like, the final ten minutes, like, what are you even doing here? You're going to pull him now? Um, that, that just would be weird, you know. Like, that's almost more offensive to the goalie. But then, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, he just, just keeps piling up. Like, holy cow, get him out of there. We're not, am I watching Patrick Wah here uh, one last time at the forum? Like, what is even happening? Um, so, like, I, I would have pulled him after the first, honestly, Comrie. I, I, I didn't think he had it. Um, and the team certainly didn't appear to have it. So let's go for the old shake him up routine, right? Like, let's do something to try to affect this outcome. I mean, you had a, a terrible end of the first period with those two goals. Of, you know, great, Greenway answered late, but, you know, two goals in the, inside the last minute um, to, to, to put the put yourselves in a 3 nothing hole, ultimately 3-1. I, I just – I would not have let him come out for the second. That's where I would have made the change. I mean, it's awfully easy and convenient for me to say from here now, uh, and that, like, removes the specter of – this dilemma in the third period when it's five to three, cause you've already made a switch. And, you know, so I don't know how much different the game would have been from there. Uh, if they'd made the change, because again, structurally there are, you know, there are, there are big, big problems. There are big breakdowns and there have been frequently enough for this team. Most of the season, even when they're playing well, they, they get, they give up some great a stuff. They are not immune to, odd man rushes and breakaways and just, you know, uncovered guys, uh, you know, even even when they're on their game, what, what they can often do is score their way out of, you know, some trouble. If, you know, they give up three or four, they can find their way. I mean, last night, just the roof just completely fell in. So 
it, it feels very much to me like, you know, thoughts and prayers, good luck on on the playoff picture thing. And, and I, you know, I, I don't know how how mad or, or, you know, mad maybe isn't the right word. I'm definitely disappointed because um, while there are these games left and, you know, we'll keep, you know, we'll, we'll keep doing pregame shows and, uh, you know, keep, keep at it here. Uh, it, it just feels like the way these couple of weeks have gone since that Tampa game two Thursdays ago, they followed that up with that win in Florida, and I, I think they moved into a playoff spot that night, right? And then I went on vacation, and I've come back, and here I am. And, like, it's just it feels over uh, to me right now. And that there is not so much anger as much as disappointment because you just like to have the race, you know? I mean, being invested in these hockey games in a way that I think very few, if any, fans have been at this time of the year. I mean, you can still watch all these games in any one of these 11 non-playoff seasons, probably now soon to be 12, uh, like, like I do, and watch them and, you know, look for, you know, signs from this player or that player, the young guys or whatever, but you're not invested in the outcome, really. And we have been now for, I don't know what, like, you know, even before the off, since the holidays, it started to feel like, okay, this is really a thing. They're in a race and we're into March and it just, boy, it's just, it's just tough when it feels like it either has crashed or, you know, all the lights on the dashboard are on. (laughs) It's, 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 if it hasn't crashed yet, you are, you are close. You are on two wheels uh, at this point, if that with the playoff race. And, th- and that's that's a bummer because I, I think the fans have had such a tough time staying invested, keeping their belief up in this team. And, you know, I, I feel like, Zach, they've done enough here this year to get past some of what haunts us from the past, again, 11 seasons. Um, but you have to choose to do that. Like, I, I would understand if a fan right now wants to go like, oh, yeah, thanks. I, this, this, I know it felt different. It looked different, but here we are. Same old thing. I mean, how do you come out with that performance in that game, knowing like already the week you've had, what the stakes are, it's just very hard to get past and look at the big picture. But you know, there is still a lot of worthwhile reasons i think to look at the big picture but it's hard when you lose 10 to 4 like that at home it just gets really really challenging i i that's kind of where like i'm at like last night i didn't get to watch a lot of the game live i was running errands so i'm kind of getting the updates as they go and and that was its own like level of disheartening you know moments is like the goals keep coming in and i'm like all right like are we gonna score like what's going on here like is my phone wrong and stuff like that (laughs) but i I guess my biggest thing here is like i think the positives are there like you know tage thompson really became a a, a serious you know force on the offensive side of the puck darlene fully emerged and, and, and and all that stuff cousins as well i think almost like the worst thing this team did was give a little bit of life to a playoff chase like if the standings were like last year where it's like all right there's really no there's really no hope here we know what the standings are going to be you know in December mm-hmm. i think it would have been easier to digest what is happening cuz ultimately this team is still a few defensemen behind definitely a goalie behind like they have pieces to add this is not like the bills last year going to the draft going i don't know what they can add they can just draft mm-hmm. whatever they want like this team has needs but almost making the playoffs and then adding on a really bad home record 
I can understand why a lot of people would leave this season disappointed. I know Jeremy from our morning show, he had a poll up that kind of asked people, like, are you are you disappointed? Are you happy? And, and I think for the most part, people said they were happy with the season. But I would never chagrin anyone for, for being mad at the season because it's like, well, if you went to a home game, you likely saw just a whooping, not in the way you wanted. <laughs> right. And then the end of the season, just as you got excited. I mean, I remember I was having a conversation with my uncle, like, right after the game. And, like, we would talk, like, you know, sporadically about – the Sabres games but a lot of it it winds up being the Bills and UConn women's basketball like that's our sports talks mm-hmm. and like he out of nowhere was like so the Sabres man like he like giddy about it and then like the next game they lost and it just it has not felt right since like they just they were there was that moment of high in an immediate crash and burn it, it, it and I think that's where I, I can imagine a lot of people are having that sour taste in their mouth yeah we'll spend some time on this during this opening hour of the show if you got any thoughts on you know, how, how how concerning is it that you've got a team that looks to me like, and, and boy, their coach last night sure sounded like he thought they gave up in the final 10 minutes of that game, uh, the way he sort of apologized for, for Comrie being hung out to dry. He didn't use exactly those words, but, I mean, boy, I, I, I think it's pretty clear what he was telling you in trying to explain away Comrie giving up those 10 goals. Um, you know, that's twice in a week. They've just sort of, eh, you know, when's the next game? And... Look, I, 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 I understand that mentality um, to an extent because, you know, you know you're know you not coming back in this one, but to just leave your goalie out there like that was really, really troubling to see. E- e- even a goalie that has, you know, been as uneven as really two of their three. I mean, I feel like Anderson on balance has, has been, you know, pretty rock solid uh, this season when he's played. But tr- troubling, troubling sign to me that they've sort of quit on themselves and on their teammates twice in a week in a playoff race. 803-0550 is the number you want to get in on uh, that conversation. We'll talk more about this, too, uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. Paul Hamilton is going to join me for the hour from 5 to 6, and so we'll get his thoughts on on everything that we've already just talked about here between myself and Zach. Um, but we'll, we'll, and we'll keep going on this for the balance of this hour as well. 4 o'clock, Joe Marino, Draft Network and Locked On Bills podcast. He's a regular on our morning show, uh, but we're double-dipping with Joe because really since he started a regular gig with our morning show, we haven't talked to Joe, and I miss him, and I have a feeling maybe our audience misses him. So we'll get the lay of the land as we head into free agency next week in the NFL and the draft from Joe Marino. That's at 4 o'clock. Our Sal Capaccio's uh, State of the Bills series continues at WGR550.com. Today's installment's on the defensive tackles. And we'll get Sal on at 4.30 to talk about that position group as well as sort of preview, you know, the tampering period, which opens up on Monday. And then, of course, free agency flies for real on Wednesday next week. So we'll preview that with Sal. Then Paul, as I said, from 5 to 6 back into the Sabres as well. But time for you right now if you're into it. 803-0550, again, is the phone number. Mike Shope has the day off today, along with Zach Jones and Joe Kelly at the controls. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.